PBS Kids. Hey, man. Um, yeah. how's, how's Gail doing, man? See. No, I'm just. We, dude, we I did it in my regular voice. We, we, we've how's talked Gail? about she's she's doing well. Cool. You you were tell, you were about to say on the last podcast, but we never got back to it. Yeah. That she had a dream yeah, she had about a dream. me or something. What, what, no, was not it? about. No, 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 no. Well, you just said she had a dream. She had a dream. Okay. It was a spiritual dream. Got to interpret it for her. It was her. a really spiritual cool. dream. You can't yes. have a spiritual dream. You just have a dream and then it can get interpreted. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, tell me, what, like, what was it? Oh, it's a long story. This, we won't go in detail on that. You're not going to tell us your mom's dreams? No. Huh. Well, what are your dreams? I have lots of dreams. Give us one. I have a dream. Oh, nice. <laughs> now you want to be Nicholas Luther King up in here? That one day. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I was going to start quoting Rush Hour 2, but I'd lose like Whoa. everybody on there. <laughs> like Aquila would giggle, and if Damien were listening in, he'd probably be giggling too. Hey, when Martin Luther King I said he had a dream. Chips. When Martin Luther King said he had a dream <laughs> that little white boys and little black girls, and you weren't really included, right? Because you're like six, seven. Did you ever, <laughs> like, does that include you? Did you ever think about that? That might not include you? You're six, seven. Not dude. until now. Okay. Well, I need you to consider it. Because he probably wasn't talking about you. More than likely. Hey, we're different nationalities, man. And mm-hmm. I want to be honest with you. I love you, man. I think you're awesome. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Love you guys, too. See, I, I had, had to get a softener on it. He said, you guys. Well, because I'm talking to Akila and you guys. I've said this I know, multiple times. I wasn't talking to Akila. I never told Akila I love her. That's just weird. Stop being creepy. How's I mean, that she, creepy? One-on-one. You, add, you said, you guys. But now just say it to her. Tell me it's not creepy. It's not creepy because I've told why, her I love her several I, times. I bet you're going to put a softener on the end of it. Say it to her right now. Love you, Akila. <laughs> Wait, say it again. I think everybody missed it. Do it it's again. It's just so, like, you keep interrupting. Like, Akila can tell you there have been several times after shows and everything like that. Like, you guys not, like, I'll talk to Dame. Like, love you, man. I'll man, talk to the man is a softener. Man is a softener. If you just say, I love you and stop, it, that's where it gets real at. Do that. Why are we doing this? We're supposed <laughs> to be entering the show. Yes. <laughs> it got weird for both of y'all. I need you to look each other in the eye. We need you to assess hey, as teaser note, and hook on as our a notes. Note, as a note, everybody, listen. Whenever you say, tell somebody you love them, you should try to do it without a softener on the back end. Like, for real, because there's more potency there. I mean, mm-hmm. can you feel the difference? There is. Yeah. If you just say, I love you, and let that sit, that's where the power is. But if you say, I love you, dog, or I love you, homie, or even I love you, their, their name, it's not as potent. It's not as powerful because you're putting something after the punchline. So that's just a note. So the next time... Like, try it today. Like, really, try to tell somebody you love them today and just leave it at that. Boom. I'm telling you, so much more powerful. And you know it is because you're more hesitant to do it that way. Boom. But we're supposed to do a teaser today. Yeah, that wasn't supposed to be the off the cuff moment. I know. We went off the cuff real quick in that moment without even, we went off the cuff early. Yeah. Wow. Do we even do the rest of the show? I think we're done. Hang this thing on. Just, yeah, we'll go ahead and get out and just start packing up here. Yeah, we should hang this up, man. So, good. This today's episode is actually, we should tell them the name of it and then hang up. Well, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. So, the name of the show, as you probably know, tell them the name of the show, Ridiculous. Funny how life works. It show is. It chippa 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 show is. Mm-hmm. It chippa 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 show is. Tell them the name of the show after the as. I Go. can't remember the rest of the as because I believe it was funny how life works as a man who quit his job to pursue live entertainment right before a pandemic boom well done ridiculous that was awesome man i love you <laughs> <laughs>
when you do it the radio voice, even more awkward. Awesome. Hey, man, can we call Gail? Hey, Gail. No, like, just can, love you. That's just weird. Can we call Gail? No. Come on, man. No. You know, she she listened to the show, right? Yeah, I made a promise I wouldn't do it to her. Hey, this is uh, Henry Cloud live on Facebook. Let's see, what he, let's see what he's talking about. Let's see if we can just go. Literally, this is live right now. I'm going to play this and see if we if there's something cool we can get off of it. Foundational kind of tenets as I think about life is that the problem that we have along these lines in, in this world is that that truth and love are supposed to be indistinguishably married, like they're one. Wow. Truth and love are supposed to be indistinguishably married, like indistinguishably. they're one. The, did you just correct me? Yes. That's not truth or love. No, it was truth and it's loving. That's why I did it. That is just mean. That's not. That's uh, anyway. Truth and love should be distinguished. Distinguished. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you might be learn asking the question: What can I learn from a guy with a wife and three, three kids. kids who decided to quit his job and start doing live performances right before a pandemic? Well, you're about to find out that there's a lot that you can learn. Yeah. Significant amount. Yo, so uh, we got a non-sponsor sponsor, and that non-sponsor sponsor is Funny for the Forgotten, where we take funny to people who have been forgotten. Homeless shelters, prisons, abuse, children's facilities. If you want to help us take funny to the forgotten, go to funnyfortheforgotten.com. And oh, org. You could go org or com. We, we had oh, to buy them both. We got both? Yeah, yeah. We got them both. because Both people, or both? Yes, both. <laughs> both, both, and both. <laughs> cool. Both, 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 and tooth. 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 You know about tooth? You got some people who from East Texas, right? No, they only, got, they only got tooths. Boom. Anyway, you can go there to help people. That'll be dope. So, with that being said, we got a friend of mine who's great, funny, awesome dude. We're going to jump into this thing. Yeah, kind of yeah. looks like Rick Moranis a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know who Rick Moranis is. But maybe so. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, okay. Really? He was also a ghostbuster. He's a ghostbuster. Yeah. Do you, believe, do you believe in ghost? No. You don't? Well, like there's a- What about the Holy Ghost? There's a super- well, There's some definitions of wordplay that's there. We definitely live in a spiritual world. And so that's a okay. whole other topic. I think okay. Akila and I touched on that once. And yeah. Maybe in your private. It was great. Time. See? Yeah. Cool. You think he looks like- Oh, yeah, I he guess. Does, yeah, a, a little, little bit. bit. He does yeah. look, yeah. He looks a little like Rick Moranis. He does. He's going to beat you up next time you see him. <laughs> yeah, Rick Romanis. That's his name? Rick Moranis. Mor- Mor- Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis, yeah. Okay. Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Yeah, that one. I remember well. Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Yeah, Kid it's Goes. a violent movie. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what version <laughs> are you watching? Violent. Just violent movie. It was Because he, 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 he referred to his car as a baby. And she was tired of it, and he she she blew and he blew it up to show his love for her. And he at the end of the movie he said, "What I, network I love. was this?" Song? At the end of the movie he said, "I love you, baby." See how that got messed up just now when I added "baby" to it? It wasn't as good. So, with that being said, what is what what is? I don't know what Akila's doing over there. What were you doing? What was that? Uh, burping, and I didn't want to do it in the mic. Okay, well, that was cool. <laughs> I thought she was holding in a laugh, but no, yeah. it was just she was holding in the sound of. Of a burp. No, I think that's not. what happens when, when you got a baby in your stomach. Yes. The baby's not really in your stomach, is it? No. No. Something be wrong if the baby's in your stomach. Then we'd have lots of that serious medical questions. That would be a hungry questions. baby. The baby like, look, it's taking too long to get through this tube. 
I need this food right now. I'm swimming north. Cool. How far along are you in the pregnancy? 17 weeks. 17 weeks. I can't weeks. be doing math on that. How many months is that? It's Divide by four. It's a little over four months. Yep. A little over four months. Cool. Mm-hmm. You're getting a little belly too, aren't you? I am. Wow. Starting to show. Starting to show. That's so cool. She's still not to the point where you could say congratulations though. Yeah. Because I've, I've done that before. <laughs> like I, I would never say it. I, I'm just not saying it anymore. I need to uh-uh. see a crown. Oh. In fact, if I see that, where am I? How close are you? <laughs> How did I get in this hospital? <laughs> I think I took a wrong turn. Yeah, my, my bad. bad. My, my bad. I was looking for the cool. So you, you got a name for her yet? I don't know what the gender is yet. I'm already told you it's a girl. Nick, what do you think it is? I got nothing. I'm getting. I'm you, you called her baby nothing? No. You're a mean person. Whoa, You're a mean Mr. Nick. No. You are a mean one, Nick. I just, I have no. You are. I feel I got no skills like this. I got five kids. All right. No. You know how I can tell it's a girl? How? I don't know. I just know. Okay. <laughs> See, like, I, I don't, I don't have any feeling of which direction it is. Got nothing. You don't have any feelings? I have no feeling of which direction that one's have going. You if you it's yourself girl. since the breakup? No. Wow. You said, I don't have any feelings. I don't have, like, context matters. Extend the rest of that sentence. Let's call Gail and find out what she thinks it is. We're not calling Gail. First off, you don't have her number, so score one for Peter. Um, <laughs> Gail. Gail, if you're listening, call in, okay? What is our call in number? Hey, we should do our voicemail. Let's do, let's do our, vo- our, what's our voicemail number. We have a voicemail number set up. If you guys want to ask any questions about the podcast, you can do that. And that'll be awesome. Nick, what size shoe you wear? Depends on the brand. Oh, I can't get no straight answers from you, man. And typically, 14s usually fit. 14s fit? 14s fit well. Yep. Converge, you're probably a 13, right? Because yeah, they get smaller. Converge yeah. roll big. Yeah. Like really big. Because I'm yeah. like a, tw- I, I think I'm like a 12 in a Converge. Yep. I'm a 13 in a Converse. But yeah. everything else I have to go like 14 for it to fit properly. Yeah. I do 14s in uh, like Adidas. Adidas are small. Yeah. Adidas like, are small. All yeah. right. So, ladies, hear me out. If you want to know more about Ridiculous and you feel like you could be a good match for him. Unlikely. 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 It's unlikely that there's a woman for you, Nick. Have you given up altogether? No, I was just saying it's unlikely that any of our listeners would be interested. Get, judging. Wow. Are you saying you're above our listeners? No. Are you saying you're below our listeners? No, I'm just saying statistically speaking. You know what? Let's move on to the next portion. Statistically what? Like you don't, you don't think your wife got ears? You don't no, think she, she got ears? No, she better have ears. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> she better have ears. That's your requirements for a woman? Hey, if she got ears... Shoot, I'm ready to Shoot. talk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we use the oh, word mug a lot. Yeah, for like everything. 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 And you know this because, but but mug is like, it's almost like road tie. You can use Depends. it for whatever. Mm-hmm. This mug is tripping. Look at mm-hmm. this mug. Anyway, I'm hungry as a mug. I'm hungry in a mug. Yeah. Man, I'm hungry in a mug. You're like, really? A coffee cup? That is weird. I didn't know they ate. So, yes. with this being said, we got a guest. Yes, we do. Dude's hilarious too. Yes. You remember back when we used to remember we used to travel and, and do comedy in front of people? I know, it was a long time ago. That's crazy. It was man. like ages. And we would play the clip of the off the cuff moments at yeah. the end of the show. Remember that? Yeah. Man, those were the days, man. Mm-hmm. Huh. People. Remember we had a guy open for us who was hysterical? You remember yes. his name? Uh I believe it was Dustin Nickerson was one of them. Yes. He was an opener for us. And he also is a guy who has a wife, three kids. Yes. And the dude decided to jump out there and start his comedy career, quit his jobs. Yep. 
Right before a pandemic. Yep. Whoa. That just sounds like perfect comedic timing anyway. We're about to talk to this brother. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my man, Mr. Dustin. How you say his last name? Nickerson. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Nickerson. I don't like the way you looked at me when you said that. It's a little weird. I'm making eye contact because we're having a conversation. Say it, say it five times real fast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nickerson, please. Yo, let's get on the phone one man right now. Let's do it. With no further ado, there's a guy who, like once in a while, if you come to a Michael Jr. comedy show, I'll have somebody who acts, who opens up for me. And uh, normally it's a guy who's starting out at comedy and he's just okay. But every once in a while, I'm blessed enough to have a couple friends who are bona fide, legit, hilarious headliners. And we happen, our, our calendars happen to line up and that brother will actually open up for me. So now the show just goes to a whole nother level. My comedy had to go to a whole nother level because of who's going on in front of me. So one of those human beings who is hilarious and just awesome is my man, Mr. Dustin Nickerson. Give him a round of applause, everybody. It's, it's three people in this room, Dustin. Don't expect a lot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's- that was a lot of flowery language, uh, you know, to, I think, make me feel better that you stopped booking me. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is true. That is true. Maybe because your price went up. So so, so the name of this podcast, when we decided to call it, I think we, we called it this one. It's called Funny How, I mean, the, the name, the title number changes. It's called Funny How Life Works. But then we just put a little ass on it, right? A little Funny how life works as. as I heard something way different. Of course you did, because that's that's what's in your heart. That's what's in your heart. Yeah. I looked over at Akila and she had the same look in her face. Like, what did he just say? So it's funny how life works as, and this is appropriate, a guy who quit his job to do live performances right before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, about the feeling. Wow, dude! First of all, you are you're hilarious. My, like whenever you open up for me, or whenever we've done shows together, my kids will watch your set. And my son, like I have pictures. I did a some event. I did some live show for. I can't remember what it was, but it was it broadcast on TV, and my son was in the audience. Sleep. I'm like, first of all, how did the editor? Eat? Why is this even in here? He's sleep in the audience. But my, but my son really, really likes your comedy, man, as do all my, all my kids, man. So if you guys need anybody to come to your children's party, uh, no. <laughs> no, Dustin is not the one. Dude, how are you, man? I'm good. If you think that after 10 months into a pandemic, I wouldn't work a children's party right now. <laughs> I absolutely would work out. I'll, I'll do it exclusively. I'll do a residency at <laughs> children's birthday parties right now. Goodness. Whatever that, it takes. That is dope. Yeah, man. So how how I was able to kind of be there for you. I mean, our friendship really started to develop when you were thinking about getting ready to just jump out there. And just for clarity, everyone, it's not just Dustin, right? You got mm-hmm. some humans that you live with, too. You want to explain how many kids and in in, in, in a wife comes along with them, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm married. I have a wife and three kids. So, which just makes it that much more of a bad decision. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Your son was like, You're doing what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're like, You're not that funny, Dad. 
Uh, we know that Michael's kids think you're funny, but we don't. <laughs> they not buying a ticket. Exactly. <laughs> They're not the buyers in that home. Yeah. So we uh, and we live out here in uh, San Diego, which is not known, you know, California, not known for its cheap prices. That is amazing. You living in San Diego, a wife and three kids. You quit your your day job and say, "Yo, I'm gonna jump into this thing fully," and then boom. Stog on pandemic, the Nick started just shows up Hold out up of nowhere. Here. Yeah, there's no evidence yeah, of that just I yet. Was, so I think if this would have happened like a year, maybe two years earlier, I'd have been hurt a little more. Thankfully, I haven't had the J job for I think two and a half years now. In comedy, you make so much money, you're just mm-hmm. loaded. Uh, Absolutely, it's crazy, man. I'm so I'm glad you got it all stacked up and you put some money in stocks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. various <laughs> acquisitions and merges, and we're we're okay though, thankfully. But I, you definitely, you know, in our world, like we all know, especially with live entertainment. Like I heard someone say, like live entertainment was the first thing to go, and it'll be yep. the last thing to come back. Yep. You know, uh, wow. because it is. I know. So you definitely, we all know a lot of folks that like had just made that jump or were about to, or, we're you know, where everything was real tight for them anyways. Why do I feel like it was so. your son who said that? He didn't say live entertainment. He said Dustin Nickerson comedy show. <laughs> 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 he's like, be, nobody's asking for this. He, he's, he keeps saying like, I'm blaming the pandemic for, you know, something that's just my problem. Yeah, just just to give you guys a feel for the deal, like mm-hmm. Dustin, uh, like I had an agent out of uh, CAA who came to one of my events and he really, he saw Dustin and he saw what everybody else saw. Dude's hilarious, amazing. Mm-hmm. And then he pursued you and you went on ahead and signed with that agent, right? Yes. Yeah, so he signed, he gets an agent as a result of us doing these shows together, really as a result of the dude just being hysterical. And now... He gets an agent. So that's a big move for community. Like now you're like, yo, let's do this. Like an agent, like CAA is a huge, like, I think they got Oprah as one of their clients. Like it's a huge deal. And then the p- pandemic hits and CAA blows up. Like even the agent that you had, he's not there anymore. They just, like it blew up. Like it, it almost disappeared. Disappeared to a degree, right? Yeah. Is this is this supposed to be an encouraging podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, and so, and then when he was five, parents got a divorce, and then and then and, and they then and they said, "Which one would you rather be with?" Because we don't, mm-hmm. you just pick a parent. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> neither one of them really funny. He overheard his parents saying, "No, you take him." And then the same <laughs> boat, buddy. Ben did. Uh, man, I wish there wasn't a hint of truth to that. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I would have not been a comedian at all. So, so the reason I the reason I bring all of this up, man, is because you made a move at what seemed like it would be the worst time ever, and right now I have a a feeling you're about to be or close to the other side of that, even if you can't necessarily see it. Talk to me about how things are right now. Like you made the choice. This is where you are. And and even if you're still in the valley of this thing, talk to me a little bit about about that or, or where you're at w- with things. Yeah, I think that this whole season was in our world. I think we've reached a point now where those of us that kind of kept, 
like our head down and kept sewing are reaping right now. Actually, I feel that personally. Mm-hmm. I feel that because things got real bad and because it was a very easy time to quit or feel sorry for yourself or make excuses, those who kind of stuck to what they're like, well, this is, this is it. You know, what I, I don't feel like what I was meant to do was go do live stand up comedy shows. Like my purpose for lack of a better word is to tell jokes and help people. Like that's who I am. Mm -hmm. And, and I can do that. I would love to do that at live shows, but if I don't have that, that's okay. I can do these other things and learn these other things through the pod, you know, through videos. I did a big backyard tour over the summer where I literally just went to people's homes and performed in the backyards, you know, and like, Wait, uh, was anybody there? Like, did they know? No, 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 no. I was just, just dog, hopping a fence, jumping you know? in there. And I was, I was playing fetch with the dog and I called the show, but that way I could write off the flight to their house. <laughs> You know, but I I do feel like because there was less people doing things, there was, I still think the same amount of people paying attention and those are bookers and people that provide opportunities. And I feel like there are still things to do and, and opportunities over the last 10 months. I got passed by three LA clubs that haven't even been open. (laughs) (laughs) they're like they like message me and they're like hey as soon as we open one of them apologized that they hadn't the laugh factory you know apologized that they hadn't been working me more and they're like hey we're gonna get you back in the rotation like more in the rotation like our bad that we hadn't before and i was like y'all haven't been open in 10 months So, but it's because of an online presence and things, and they just saw who was working and who wasn't working, and at least kind of putting their stuff out there. So, yeah, I do feel, even though things have been real bad, as you did a very articulate job of reminding me, <laughs> I do what I can. We're pretty blessed and encouraged right now. That's dope. So, there's really like a, I mean, I know you're aware of this, there's like a mass exodus from California right now. Yeah. Like people are leaving. Think, have you considered that at yeah. all? Yeah. I think they're all your neighbors now. They absolutely they are. They're Don't all moving. Me. They are all moving to <laughs> to, to Texas. It seems like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even well, New Yorkers, New Yorkers I, too. I, yeah, yeah. I get that, but you know, if I recall, the reason that you moved to Texas was because we travel all the time, and you know, you can take a later flight and get home earlier. But we're not traveling right now, so it doesn't matter where I live. <laughs> <laughs> That is very, very true. Wow. Man, that is so dope. So look, one of the things that you just said, I'm sorry, uh, Nick has a question. I don't want to bark bait. I don't want to ask all the questions. Because I work in the in the live production industry as well, you know, live entertainment and all that stuff. What has been your strategy? I mean, I know you mentioned a little bit of just take any and every gig, but has there been a strategy behind getting those gigs or have you just called like every single person or like what, what was your strategy to continue to keep workflow going? Yeah. I don't think I ever said take any and every <laughs> I don't think I'm that desperate, Nick. We yeah. I don't even know you. <laughs> a lot of like Hey I man, mean, I'm just going by anything. what you're saying and this just deducing, <laughs> man. Hey, if you're gonna do a if you're going if you're cool with doing a kid show, I think you pretty much do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Listen, there, there was a there was a point in my career where I got a call to do a show and I was like, you know what, maybe the Ku Klux Klan, maybe, maybe it's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> like maybe we can work this out. <laughs> Could they like lift their hoods so I can at least hear the laugh? As long as the laugh isn't muffled. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's all I want. It's anything to get laughs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. yeah. Michael does know, and, and there are you do every gig you can. That's for sure. For me, like for the backyard show, that's shows which is what i did a lot of and honestly it's like what just paying my bills for like summer through fall was i we actually just put that straight to the fans like i just posted like hey is anyone interested if we did this would anybody interested to do this put this on facebook and instagram and then just started sifting through the leads and routing a few of them and at first in my mind it was an idea like ah well we'll just you know we'll just go and we'll kind of figure out when we get there or maybe i'll get a sound system i'll bring it to each of them and then you know like people have money and, and they can put, provide that stuff themselves and we so we just kind of routed you know a, a little tour around the uh you know like kind of different regions beyond that it's been zoom shows and drive-ins and i wouldn't say there's a strategy to it just because things have been too sparse to have any type of strategy you know it's more been like an email and saying yes right remember i did a tv show called comics unleashed remember that show yeah, of course. Yeah, what, what they, forever. Yeah, it was. Baron I, Vaughn. I got an $18 check like a month ago from that show. Yeah, <laughs> see, the Lord does provide. <laughs> Consider the ravens right. bringing you, bringing yeah. you food from the river. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so, um, so in Comics Unleashed, for people who've never seen before, what, what they do is they'll bring on some comedians and then they will set up a joke that a comedian normally does on stage just to kind of set it up a little bit. So it feels very conversational a little bit. So let's do that. Cause you got some hysterical stuff. Like, is that, is it weird that I'm saying this out loud or should I just, have uh, just no. set it up? Okay. No, cool, no. cool. That's what, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I want to do. Things that should have been discussed before yeah. the show. So, what would be great is if you forgot my act and you brought up like a Bob Smiley joke or something. <laughs> Or some great. rando, like dude, or Jason yeah. Earls. Like, so you do that joke about me, smoking uh, in church, right? Tell me about hot pockets. <laughs> you got a thing you do. <laughs> you do a little song about hot pockets where you where you. Is there a little woman's voice that you do at the end of all your jokes? Yeah, yeah. Can you do that? <laughs> no. So let me let me set one up for you. So have you ever gone on a long trip? With your kids and they've been in a car with you, like how has that ever happened before? <laughs> yes, yes. And the reason that I have to, so I do all of the driving on our trips because I get very car sick. Like it's, I'm a grown man who still gets car sick. It's very embarrassing, but it's how I am. And the the reason that it's like mandatory that I do it because the last time that I puked in front of my kids. They were not supportive. They were mocking me. (laughs) So I'm in the front passenger seat puking. And as if that's not bad enough, as I'm doing it, I hear them behind me doing impersonations of me puking. (laughs) Like they're like, and they're doing the little voice. I'm dead. They're mocking me. One of them yelled at me. Are you crying, dad? And I've been a, a father for 13 years, and I've read, but there's no guideline for how to handle this. There's no playbook. And so I looked at them, and uh, in a moment of desperation, 
yelled at them, like, look at me, and, you know, with the puke off to the side. <laughs> and it, it was almost symmetrical, puke down one side, tear. And I said, of everyone in this family, your mom is the only one that I've picked. <laughs> <laughs> Which is doggone brilliant. <laughs> and they have not done that since. <laughs> it's doggone brilliance right there. 100% brilliance. Hey, so I also know in the midst of this, you got a comedy special right now that is on yeah, yeah. Amazon Prime, which is dope. It's on Prime Video, yeah. I mean, it's on Prime Video. Yeah. Or I know somebody who can get you a copy, too. I just want to I know a person. Tell everybody how we can get the, what's the name of the comedy special? How can, how can my people get it? Yeah, when I say my people, I don't mean like it's a black version of it. I just mean my my listeners. I don't mean like my people. No, no, no. Everybody. I know you. All, most of your fans are white. It's <laughs> 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 hilarious. Wow. Really? Really? I didn't do the demographics. I can find out. <laughs> uh, no, the special is called Overwhelmed, and it's on uh, it's on Prime Video. Yeah, it's out there. So it's on Prime. That means you can just see it at any time. As long as you got an internet connection, you're not dialing up. Boom! It's like it's like right there. So that's really, really yeah. pretty dope, man. So and then what is the worst? I get this question, dude. I did a I did a TV show once, right? And here's the worst question a host could ever. I won't say the name of the show. But the worst question you could ever get when you're a comedian on a show. Well, let me ask you this question. I'm just asking it to you. You don't have to answer it, but here's what it said. This dude said. What is the funniest thing that's ever happened to you? That's an awful question. <laughs> that is an yeah. awful, awful oh question. Gosh. Dude, because think about what happens in the audience's mind. They go to the funniest thing that's ever happened to them. And now you right. got now you gotta trump everybody's <laughs> because you're the comedian. You're the funny guy. <laughs> right. You gotta top that. Like, that is otherwise, the worst. You're not that funny. Yeah, otherwise it's not that uh, mine was funnier. Like mm-hmm. that's just bad research, Mr. Host Guy. But- yeah. Plus, like, you're going to have to, like, Rolodex your whole life <laughs> real quick. And it's like... Give me a second here. The funniest thing that's ever happened to you. I, I don't know, man. Give me a year. It's the funniest thing from second grade. Like, give me something. Funniest thing that's ever happened more to more specific. Getting on a talk show and then having somebody ask me the funniest questions that ever happened to me, not having an answer. That is the worst. Hey, so... I- I thought you were going to ask me how I come up with my material because that's a uh, question. That's another bad question we get a lot, a right? A whole bunch. How often does your wife get this question? Is he funny at home? <laughs> oh god! Oh yeah! Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because you, <laughs> the kids? yeah, because you, you, you spanking your kids like you know what? Where you from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who drove the furthest? <laughs> my left hand. How long y'all been married? I'm arguing with my wife. I'm doing crowd work. That is. Hey, so how long you? Where you from? <laughs> that is doggone. Hey, so what people don't ask because only comedians kind of know that know that this is the case. What what was that one that one gig that you did that you was like, oh snap? Either the the, the living arrangements or like you look back at that and be like, that was me. That was part of me paying my dues. Like that was a a, a large invoice to the dues. I got one. That I'll start with, and then if you got another one. So I'm I'm doing a show in uh somewhere outside of Cleveland. Not to drive there. It was anyway. I had to stay at a comedy condo. Ooh, oh, bad start. That uh, just right. sounds bad already. <laughs> Do you want to explain to them what a comedy condo is for those who don't know, Dustin? 
Yeah, yeah. So sometimes the uh, some, some, there's a couple nice ones. Don't get me wrong. There's really? Where? Like, Where? Uh, Where? You must have been the first one there. <laughs> so what it is is a lot of comedy clubs. They instead of providing you a hotel, the comics a hotel each week, they just buy a piece of property, some condo, some apartment, something like that that they own. And that's where the comic stays each week. Sometimes it's a house. Sometimes it's an apartment. Sometimes, you know, it can be, uh, sometimes you'd, ra- you'd rather be a motorhome than what they put you up. Yes. Uh, so just think so, about it, people. There's a different comedian in that place <laughs> every single week who thinks he's funny, who may not be funny, who loves practical jokes, who just is, uh, is twisted in some way. <laughs> oh, God. And and you you're staying there, and it's year seven. This place has been like it's year seven or whatever, and now you show up. So can you tell me the club? I wonder, are you allowed to or no? Yeah, I don't even really remember, but it, I don't know if it was a club. It was some. It was somewhere outside of Cleveland. But here's the thing: it wasn't even a full condo. The rules were they gave you a little list beforehand. Oh yeah, one of them was outside of Akron. It was a place that used to be a strip club. Okay, that's and, <laughs> and they had me staying. At the bottom of the club, but at the bottom of the club were like these glass doors where you can see all of outside. So the bo- <laughs> and the bottom of the club was actually a kitchen. So I was staying in a kitchen <laughs> that had a bed. It was like a cot. And I didn't know it because I went down there at night and it was dark. So and I saw I had a little light. So I was like, and I and there was a big mirror. There's this huge mirror, and I can see my own reflection. It was weird, and it's the floors are hard, and it <laughs> smells like grease. So I find I go to sleep, and I wake up, and that big mirror isn't a mirror. It's a glass wall to the outside. Like people are watching me, dude. <laughs> like, like I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm a museum animal or something. Like I'm at the zoo. They're like, ooh, there's a, here's the comedian exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst. The fact that this used to be a strip club just adds. Oh, yeah. Good. And it used to be a strip club. So some people didn't know it was no longer a strip club. And then I come out. And they had this long. Anyway, it was it was called the Akron Comedy Club. And it was just. Oh, man. Yeah. And if you would have if you would have been stripping, you would have made way more money. <laughs> I, I, got, I paid a lot. A lot more. But thanks thanks for the compliment, Dustin. It's a little weird, but thank oh, you. I appreciate that. Oh, my gosh. That. No, cool. I just see where uh, – I know how those clubs pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When people talk – that's why when people are talking about, like, a, you know, as a hot debate right now, the minimum wage increase, you know? Right. Uh, I'm like, man – I remember when I first went out, I went out with this guy named John Friesen. Really hilarious. Comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were doing Zanies in Chicago, which mm-hmm. – I'll finish this story, and I think you have one of the best comedy stories I've ever heard at Zanies in Chicago, oh, if you recall that. You talking uh, about the t-shirt? But yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I talk mean, about it in my book. I, just, I got a book coming out in March, and I, yeah. I talk about oh, I tell so that story in a book. Go ahead. The end of that weekend, he, uh, he, I, you know, the shows were okay, actually, because that's a good club. And we get to the uh, end of the week, and I've been there since, it was one of those, like, because Zanies is an old school club. They'll work here, like, Tuesday through Sunday. Absolutely. Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And three shows on Saturday, you know, yes. just down. And they hand me a check for like $500. You know, I've been there for six days. Did you stay in a condo and, behind the club? Yeah, oh. and, but I was the middle. And so I was on the floor of that condo. I wasn't oh. even in the bed. I didn't even get into the bed. 
Wow. Ow. I brought my own air mattress from Seattle, from Seattle at the time. And then I remember Don, the headliner, at the end, he goes, just out of curiosity, can I see your check? And I showed him, and he goes, when I middled here in 1994, that was the same amount of money. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Zane. So when people talk about minimum wage increase, I'm like, the comedy clubs aren't listening. They're not. That is jacked up. Wow. Dude, it's so bad. It's, you know, but we're so hungry for stage time that, especially when you're still middling, it's yeah. not really about money. It's about, I just got 14 sets in six days, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. I just got better than everybody else, right. you know, yeah. like, exactly. you know, and I, you know what I mean? Like I just got strong. That, that's what it was yeah. about. But yeah. I remember him saying that. And I was like, that, why are all you headliners so discouraging? <laughs> <laughs> Even though your self-esteem went lower, your repetition mm-hmm. got higher. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. And my bank account went lower as my skills went higher. <laughs> Dude, that is doggone hysterical. Yeah. You know, that story, when you said Zanies initially, immediately I thought about the story that is really do. I put it in my book. And even when I'm right, when I was writing a story, I got choked up even thinking yeah. about this. Guys, listen, there's a story that I share in my book. I can't get into it right now, but it's about me playing that club Zanies and having to make a choice whether am I going to go back to Michigan and get a job at an oil change place or am I going to follow my dreams and head to California? But I had to make a choice. And it really wasn't a choice. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. And something doggone amazing took place. How do you even know about this story, Dustin? I don't even, I don't even know you knew the story. Because you and I were just sitting in the green room back when you booked me. And we're, uh, we were sitting in the green room. And I brought up that I was at Zany's. And it, like, oh. just, like, jarred a memory. I feel like you had forgotten the story. Dude, I think and on some- Yes, you're right. Go ahead. Because you seemed jarred by it. Dude. And then you told me, and I was like, that's one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Listen, we can't get into it right now, but it's a great story. I think it's chapter. What chapter is that in the book? The, so I have a book literally coming out on March the 2nd. It's called Funny How Life Works. And that's one of the stories that are in the book. But dude, I, got a, I have a story that I tell in the book as well about when I lived in New York City, right before I went to Chicago and had to make the decision if I'm going to California. I had a four-door apartment. Four door apartment. A four door apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mobile home. The address. The address no, it was. Took me a second. The, the, the address was 1997 Chevy Lumina Drive. That was the, that was the address. <laughs> but dude, I tell this sto- I tell this story about living in New York, and then George Wallace gets me a gig, but it's in Orange, New Jersey. I'm living in my car, but it's in Orange, New Jersey. I got enough for a meatball sub. And then I got enough maybe for gas to get there. And I told George Wallace I would do it and I'm pumped and excited. And you know what a big deal that is when somebody like that. And Jerry Seinfeld is going to be at the show too. I didn't know it at the time, but Jerry Seinfeld's part of the show. Well, I'm broke living in my car. I got like $11. I buy a meatball sub and I got $4 or something left after. I got $3 in change. But what I didn't know, dude, is I can get to New Jersey just fine, but it's $8 to get back to New York. (laughs) <laughs> I don't got the eight dollars to get back to New York, and George Wallace didn't say he was paying me. And you don't ask him, "Hey, are you gonna pay me?" No, dude, you got to no. you got to take the stage time. So I right, didn't know, right, especially with big acts, yeah, a big act like that. It's an insult to say, "Hey, how much are you gonna pay me?" I, I couldn't do it, dude. So literally, 
I could leave New York, but I didn't know if I was going to be able to get back because I didn't have the $8. I was like $4 short from being able to get back to New York and be able to continue to pursue what I wanted to do at those clubs. Like, anyway, it all came to head. So we'll talk about that in the book. Dude, you're amazing, dude. You are completely like, like I really honor the fact that you've been grinding like this and you got like three kids. Like, that's a big deal. But here's the thing. You actually got the talent to pull it off. Like I saw that in you a grip ago. I've mentioned it on Twitter before. I know you've been able to get some some gigs out of that from what I've seen. Remember, that's, I didn't even know. Just so you know, when I when I did that tweet about you a, a while ago, I put a tweet out saying, yo, in case you guys don't know or something like that, Dustin Nickerson is hilarious, right? And then I know you got some some gigs as a result, a result of that. But I want you to know, I only said it because it's true, dude. Like you are legit and you're serious about your relationship with God and you're funny. Like- like I could, you you could be a nice guy, and I would be like, he's a nice guy. You could be, you could, <laughs> like, I could, this is one of the nicest dudes I know, man. You're so nice, and you're a good dad. I'm sure. Thanks for I'm being sure. on the podcast. <laughs> right? But no, I guess in comedy, you don't really want to be the guy that, oh, dude, he's just a sweet. Guy. <laughs> he just, yeah. he's so nice. He's just one of the best guys ever. He's got a great personality, especially, especially it's bad when they start with that. First of all, let me just say, yeah. he's, great. He's, he's a great a, guy. He's a great guy. Great guy. He's a great hang. Yeah. Good, good. Awesome. Uh, uh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. that. But also funny. You guys got to go ahead and Google or go on, on Prime video and watch this man's comedy special. It is like super duper legit. So listen, I got an off the cuff moment I want to leave everybody with for today. The reason I say off the cuff moment, I know this podcast is uh, my funny how life works, but here's what I want you to catch that we got from Dustin Nickerson today. So there's inside of your heart right now, there is a dream. Some of you guys don't know that that dream is still there. Some of you are just becoming aware of the dream. Whatever it takes the key thing to do is to when God says jump, to jump. Don't look down. Don't start doing the math. Just jump because the math you're doing might have something to do with being able to make it or financially or being able to, to accomplish what you want to accomplish. But if you jump and not know exactly what's going to happen, but you know like you know you heard God's voice, the story that you'll be able to tell on the other side of that is doggone magnificent. It's going to have such an impact on other people. You want to just go ahead and make the step that you need to make to get to the dream that it's yours. You deserve it. Go after it. If anyone else would have done the math on Dustin's life, the fact he got three kids, he got a wife, and now you're about to stop your job and, and jump, most people would have said, no, you cannot do that. But he went on ahead and jumped. And believe me when I tell you, you're going to hear his name in the future. And the story he gets to tell as a result of it is going to be powerful and impact other people. Your story is the same. Just jump. If God says jump, you absolutely jump and you'll do some amazing stuff as a result of it. I'm Michael Jr. For Ren Nicholas, we so appreciate you. Thank you so much. It is funny how life works. Yo, by the way, Nick, do you know what we're offering people? Because we always like to give people something kind of cool. You know what we're giving them? Life advice. Yeah, dude. That's part of the show. It's called Funny How Life Works. But also, they have, an, they have something they can get for listening to the show because we love our people so much. A happy feeling. Some, some giggles. They got that from like being a part of the show and listening. Golden grams. Golden grams. Yeah. Wow. Golden grams. Golden girls. I'm not you sure how to this- let us know that- how this game works. Your grandma goes to a tanning salon. Is that what that means? <laughs>
No. They actually get access to a name your price CD. Sweet. Literally. If you go to michaeljr.com slash CD, you can get my very first comedy special, the audio to it at whatever price you you desire. Because we know right now a lot of people don't really have a lot of opportunities to laugh. Mm -hmm. So instead of only selling this, we're allowing people to go ahead and just get a CD at whatever price you want. If you put in $100, boom, that's great. More people can get a CD. But if you put in $0, then we're going to send that to you. You just pay for shipping, but it's just name your price for funny for a reason CD. So again, just go to michaeljr.com slash CD and Mm -hmm. boom, that it's yours. It'll show up in the mail. You get to enjoy it. It's really because we appreciate you and want to insert more laughter in your life. 